and we're going to go back to the Law of One, Session 75. This was received October 31, 1981. Uh, this is the second section, Part 2 of Session 75. Uh, last week we talked about extensively Carla's condition uh, and a psychic attack. The first portion of this session was first portion was uh, material that was put into book five commentary and particularly a psychic attack which Don 7514 uses the phrase psychic attack so they don't consistently only use the the uh, more politically correct term psychic greeting uh, what he indicates as a psychic attack on Carla during um, her singing in church a mass or something at a Benedictus portion of the music, and Ra explains the metaphysics, which is very subtle, 7514. And this, the, the chink or opening in the protective energy field or the energy field distortion opening through which the Orion entity could uh, work on her mind or to try to wind mind body to try to have her fall down or die was associated with her overbalance towards love and a con and and the way of martyrdom and the resonance between her attitude or her imbalance towards martyrdom and the portion of the mass or the singing that was associated with Yeshua Yehoshua moving into Jerusalem and moving towards martyrdom. And so we'll start with 75.16. Don said, let me see if I understand then how the Orion group finds a chink in this distortion. The entity identifying or having a distortion of any amount toward martyrdom is then open by its free will to the aid of the Orion group to make it a martyr, am I correct? And you know, Don has his distortions like we all do. The chink is a distortion, or the distortion in mind provides a metaphysical opening. And he's wondering if the person has this distortion or has identification as a martyr, meaning self-identifies, I wish to be a martyr, uh, or has a distortion of any significance towards that um, giving up my life now for you know for the uh, for, for love and light to end my incarnation early is open by free will to the aid of the orion group which is a nice way of putting it aid but it's really the um <laughs> activity of the orion entity to kill her or kill one or shorten their life or damage one Ra's answer, 7516, you are correct, only in the quite specialized position in which the instrument finds itself, that is, of being involved in and dedicated to work which is magical or extremely polarized in nature. This group entered this work with polarity, but virtual innocence as to the magical nature of this polarity it is beginning to discover. So, interestingly, we can tease out that 
what what is called magical or magicality is um, extreme polarized activity. Magic is extreme polarization or um, high degree of polarization along the positive and the negative path. There's white magic, black magic. And so magical, what is magical is extremely polarized in nature. And the nature would be polarized morally, positive or negative. And the LNL group of the three had strong positive polarization entering, but they were quite innocent or didn't know how magical the activity they were embarking upon truly was and is, and that which uh, that they are discovering. Uh, and that's another kind of point, which is we commonly arrive at a destination or find ourselves in a in a place or a condition of mind or life condition uh, that we only later discover to be so once we're deep in it. Uh, I didn't realize what was happening until until uh, time passed. Now they're realizing how magical their work with Ra is and how they need to be super careful. And that's the case with any uh, high-level metaphysics, and that's the case with my reading through Ra too, to, some, to a certain extent. Although it's not exactly like, you know, I'm calling Ra to help me. Um, because I trust Atman. If you trust Atman, higher self... You don't have to call upon some other entity to do something for you. You trust yourself, and yourself is not mind or body, but the source of mind, body, spirit. So trust yourself is trust God, but it's not your mind and it's not your body, or it's the self that's far greater than mind or body or personality. It's the one that is the source of mind, body, spirit. That one you may trust, but that one is not outside it is <laughs> source identity. 75.17 How was, Don asks, how was the Orion entity able to act through this linkage of the Hosanna portion of the, of the music? Was this simply because of the mental distortion of the instrument at this period of time, because of the, or that suggested by the music, or was it a more physical or more metaphysical link from the time of Christ, meaning is Carla metaphysically linked to Yeshua, uh, or was it associated with her mental distortion in present time, associated with his life and, and behavior or life journey? Uh, how, how was this linkage achieved? Ra said, firstly, the latter supposition, meaning a physical or metaphysical link from the time of Christ, the latter supposition is false. This entity, Carla, is not linked with the entity Yehoshua. Secondly, there is a most unique circumstance. There is an entity which has attracted the attention of an Orion light being, 5D negative. This is extremely rare. Yes, indeed. This is an, there is an entity, meaning Carla, has attracted the attention of 5D negative Orion um, being. Ra goes on. This entity, Carla, has an intense devotion to the teachings and example of the one it calls Jesus. This entity then vibrates in song a most demanding version called the Mass in B minor by Bach of this exemplary votive complex of sound vibrations. The entity is Carla is consciously identifying with each part of this Mass. 
Once thusly was the chink made available. Oh, sorry, only thusly was the chink made available. As you can see, it is not an ordinary occurrence and would not have happened had any ingredient been left out. Exhaustion, bias in belief complexes, attention from an Orion entity, and the metaphysical nature of that particular set of words. And in 75.18, Ra explains that the Orion entity's objective is to remove the instrument, meaning to cause her death. So I wouldn't call it a greeting or aid. That's cute if you wish to use such kindly words, but, you know, there's no need to, use, no need to have hate or fear uh, calling this an attack which wishes for her to be dead, to kill her. But one need not generate, or one can move through any generated anger or fear or sadness or whatever to use such words. Why not? She has intense devotion to the teachings of Yeshua. She consciously identifies with each part of the Mass, and that's the critical linkage from her side, while she also has a bias in belief complex associated with the valuing, the overvaluing of martyrdom. Uh, the person who is of martyr tendency is the person who overvalues or highly values martyr behavior. Martyr isn't martyrdom. So seeking to be a martyr uh, means highly valuing or overvaluing martyrdom because there's the view that that's the supreme offering or service, which Ra calls a bias of love over wisdom or over love uh, you know, with deficient wisdom. So she's identifying with each part of the Mass. It's a very intensive or exhausting or you know, intensive effort needed to vibrate or sing that portion of the Mass. She was exhausted, and with the bias towards overvaluing martyrdom and the identification with each part of the Mass, and the mindset of Yeshua who was moving to martyrdom in his life that is depicted or, or referenced in that portion of the Mass that she was singing, and the 5D negative Orion entity in attendance, uh, and the metaphysical nature of those words, which is very complicated because to some extent Ra is saying that the Hosanna was not accurate as to what really happened. So there's a certain belief in falsehood that comes from praising, you know, singing that portion of the Mass which mistakenly depicts his reception in Jerusalem coming in on the donkey to his martyrdom. They didn't praise. In fact, they were set up to be against him or one group wanted to politicize him and the other group had been hired by the Pharisees or the Sanhedrin to uh, knock him down. So there's a that particular set of words is a misrepresentation of historical fact, and so uh, it's a sincere devotion to falsehood. Not that she's a liar, but she was sincerely identifying with a mistaken or misrepresented form of what, uh, you know, in the Mass, of what happened in real life, assuming that this really happened. <laughs> so, it's very complicated, and um, this is not ordinary, it's extraordinary, extremely rare first of all, to get a 5D negative entity involved, and then there's a very, very fine 
metaphysical uh, complexity of uh, a complex of circumstance that allowed that Ar- the the Orion entity to attack her during the singing. So you can see it's very interesting because you can say the common mind person or common mind would think, oh well, she was singing uh, praise to Yeshua, isn't that protective? Well, <laughs> maybe. But if the mind is uh, overvaluing martyrdom or uh, death uh, as supreme service, and uh, one is identifying with going to one's death, as in the Mass, and that just happens to be mistaken historically, and there's a 5D negative Orion entity, or there's any strong negative entity involved in one's life, uh, it's not protective. (laughs) So... Metaphysics is serious, and don't screw around. Don't play with fire. Uh, You can, and you'll get burned. But negative entities are very serious, and high-level positive entities are very serious. And that's called uh, gravity, sobering up. Don questions further 7519. Is this a fourth or fifth density entity, the Orion entity? Ra had said five. Ra said this instrument is being greeted same old word, being greeted by a fifth density entity, which has lost some polarity due to its lack of dictatorship over the disposition of the instrument's mind-body-spirit or its yellow-ray activated physical complex. Negative entities seek dictatorship, (laughs) dominance, subjugation, total control, total control. They have all the money in the world. What do they want? They want total control. Control, total control over all bodies, all minds, all beings, all society, all life, all energy, uh, all mind, all thought. <laughs> That's what they want. All right? So they want total dictatorship. That's New World Order. And so that's the Armageddon we find ourselves observing or involved in right now uh, on the historical stage is um, freedom versus dictatorship, not only physically and multinationally, but also metaphysically. And so the 5D negative Orion entity has lost some polarity. Yeah, they lose sometimes. Due to the lack of dictatorship, he hasn't been able to um, gain total subjugation control over Carla's body or her beingness. And uh, that's a problem for that entity. Now, Don got confused here for a while at 7520, said... You are speaking... See, Rod kept talk, Ross keep talking about the instrument, meaning Carla. But Don mixed up something and said, You're speaking of this other person now that's singing the Mass? Is it correct? Ross said, No. Don says, I, uh, I think I got off. There was a little miscommunication here. I was asking, The other person sings the Mass who create helped in creating the chink you said was also greeted by an Orion entity. is all confused here. My question was, what density was that entity that greets the other person singing the Mass? Ross said, we did not speak of any entity but the instrument. So you see, there there are two different sections of singing in the overall Mass that Ross referred to. One is a Benedictus and then the Hosanna or something. I'm not clear myself, but there were two uh, sections of the Mass under discussion. Carla didn't sing both, but Ross not talking about the other person or attack on the other person but only attack or involved on Carla 7522 Don gets it and says okay I misunderstood 
I thought you were speaking of someone else in the singing group who had been identified, or the one you were speaking of the identification with the singing. I don't know where you got that, but it's Carla, obviously, who identifies with each portion. I guess Don thought that um, it was the other person singing a certain portion, and that's who Ra was referring to, but no, it's all... Don says, the entire time we were speaking then, we were speaking only of the instrument Carla. Is it correct? Ra said, this is correct. Okay. 7523, Don pulls it together. I'm sorry for the confusion. I was, sometimes you say, sound vibration complexes are not very adequate, and I'm sorry. You made the statement in a previous session, and now we get out of this um, psychic attack discussion to... Uh, adept and adepts and the positive path and then some very nice discussion 7524 about wanderers and adepts which uh, you wander you as those listening as wanderers would do well to know Don changes course 7523 saying you made the statement in a previous session that the true adept lives more and more as it is Will you explain and expand upon that statement? Back to center. Ra says, very important answer, each entity is the creator. The entity, as it becomes more and more conscious of itself, gradually comes to the turning point at which it determines to seek either in service to others or in service to self. The seeker becomes the adept when it has balanced with minimal adequacy the energy centers red, orange, yellow, and blue, with the addition of the green for the positive, thus moving into indigo work. The adept then begins to do less of the preliminary or outer work having to do with function, and begins to affect the inner work which has to do with being. As the adept becomes a more and more consciously crystallized entity. It gradually manifests more and more of that which it always has been since before time. That is, the one infinite creator. So, this is not a call to narcissism or grandiosity or pride or vanity. Anybody who gets hung up thinking such um, is... uh, (laughs) In, in the lowlands and uh, uh, isn't thinking deeply enough. Each entity is the creator, that which we have always been before time, that is, being the one infinite creator, does not mean that this mind-body-spirit complex is perfected now and has no ontological status higher than anyone else because everyone is the one creator. But that doesn't mean... I mean... You know, (laughs) how could identity be other than source? How could your true nature be other than the source which created you, or me, or this? How? Can't be, right? Uh, The water, (laughs) the water in in the ocean comes from the rain cloud, and the one rain cloud of God or the infinite creator uh, generates all light, and light creates my body spirit complex, which is sentient. So. Our uh, limited identity with limited sentience in the sevenfold mind-body-spirit complex, seven chakras, seven energy bodies form in which we evolve through the densities of the octave was uh, is a manifestation of 
light, intelligent energy, love, light, light, love, which is made by the Logos, the Word, the Sutter, the Savior, uh, which is comes out of the Heavenly Father, or the One Infinite Creator, or Intelligent Infinity. And so, what's the nature of all being? All being is the One Creator, is the One. That doesn't mean anyone's better than anyone, because everyone has the same ontological nature. Ross said, self is a being of infinite worth. All selves, all being, is of infinite worth. Because all being emerges from the One and is consubstantial with the One. Consubstantiality. Arius was right. Each entity is a creator. And so, to move, you, you, so this is a very, you know, Ra is a master teacher, as Atman is, and explains three stages of path. The gradually self-conscious, gradually increasingly self-conscious entity in third density, at certain point comes to a moral metaphysical crossroads. And then becomes polarized or chooses polarity choosing service to other service to self right hand versus left hand path the way of love and unity and truth or the way of domination and control which is falsehood yet um, both are real paths right hand left hand paths so the entity in third density uh, hits a crossroad in its development of the integrated personality physical emotional mental where it then, which is the lower triad, first, second, third, red, orange, yellow, lower triad chakras, like integrated personality, physical, emotional, mental, gets to a certain point in its evolution where um, uh, some kind of organizing principle is required. It needs to choose which way it wishes to go. Now, many times the entities are already well along the path of polarity in third density, not harvestable yet, before they realize what their values are. But this value, this moral valuation, is the purpose of third density. The purpose of third density is to, is, is to learn the ways of love, but really the ways of love in dualistic consciousness equals valuing benefit for all versus a benefit to a separated self at the expense of everyone else. Positive versus negative path. So then... The entity becomes a seeker when it enters upon either path, when it makes such moral metaphysical choice. Then, then, this seeker becomes an adept later. So we go from the third density entity to the third density entity who's a seeker, polarized, positive or negative, who then becomes an adept, third stage, meaning the final chapter of 3D incarnation or 3D development approaching polar, approaching harvestability. When it has balance with a minimal adequacy, meaning for the positive has uh, unblocked adequately the lower triad, red, orange, yellow, for the negative entity has blocked and um, tangled or complexified or com compacted, complexified, contracted, compacted, integrated, first, second, third chakra blockages for the negative versus clearance of distortion or blockage for the positive. The minimal adequacy balancing is different for positive and negative path, but not only red, orange, and yellow lower triad, but also blue. And Ra had said that for harvestability, it's not simply, you know, the 51% service to other on the positive path, which 90% of the souls in 3D follow, 
requires this 95% service, 51% service to other, um, the nature of what's really required is not simply heart chakra activation, but also minimal, minimal required development of uh, primary energy centers, which is one, three, five, red, yellow, blue. So blue is important for positive and negatively oriented 3D souls seeking harvest. Uh, you can't get really, you can't graduate to fourth density positive even with a certain extreme imbalance of love over wisdom where blue has been neglected. And so blue is important for harvesting through third density to fourth, also for both, for seekers on the both, both sides. What makes the adept then is that the polarized entity who becomes a seeker, positive or negative, for the positive path has sufficiently unblocked the lower triad and adequately developed blue, meaning the wisdom portion of love, or the wisdom higher portion of mind, the green-blue center, and then moves to indigo work. And so that's so we have the 3D self-conscious entity who then becomes a seeker after making moral metaphysical choice, uh, entering one of the paths of polarity, then doing the basic work, particularly on the positive side, uh, because that's really 90% of what we're doing or, or entities are doing here unblocks the lower triad with the addition of blue and uh, green, developing the transpersonal mind green-blue, then moves to indigo work. Then the adept, third stage, um, it's not that every harvestable person has to be an adept, actually, but um, wanders um, who do the work um, of the seeker may be moving into adepthood or ad- becoming adeptus even though they're working on harvest to thir- to seventh density <laughs> you know sixth density wanders as the majority um may be doing similar to work to the adept and and anybody who's really done the work on the lower five um mind body will be doing the work of the adept more or less but there are many ways of of doing that what does the adept do? What is an adept about? They are not involved in outer work as much, or preliminary. Outer is preliminary, inner is advanced. So the outer work is on mind-body. That's preliminary. That has to do with function, function of mind and body. Then they begin the next phase, which is advanced, which is inner, which has to do with being, not function. Being also has to do with structure structure and function. It has to do, the, the work that has to do with being, that the adept does, positive and negative actually, is changing the etheric structure, or is upgrading uh, etheric body structure, is, is purifying sixth chakra coordination with the lower five of mind-body, integrating uh, spirit with unified mind-body. Uh, the charioteer uh, seated upon the chariot or or seated within or standing within the chariot of mind-body, like the tarot card, takes hold of the reins of body-mind and leads the, the vehicle. And this is not 
mainly for the purpose of functional activity or functional development. It, it's not performance. It's not mind-body performance. Ross said the adept uh, no longer expects results on visible planes, meaning they're working on the time-space portions of mind-body-spirit complex, working on the inner, inner work. The, the path of spiritual development, which is the spiritualization of body-mind. But that can only happen after some relative purification of body-mind. Purification, not in the sense of detox, but in the sense of removing chakra blockages and uh, imbalances in, in mind, or moving out of imbalances and biases in mind, to know yourself, accept yourself, now become the creator. And freedom from emotional charge freedom from confusion, freedom from unhelpful patterns and desires, and um, settlement in the, in, in the way or um, settlement in the true, our true nature of love wisdom, love light. Settlement in that, then working upon the subtle structure of mind-body-spirit complex and the uh, form-maker body, the etheric, and that's in our work. And so the adept becomes more and more crystallized, manifests more and more of what it is. And that crystal, that becoming is actually um, a, is becoming transparent, is a transparency movement or, or a development of non-obstructiveness, not becoming non-obstructive to God, <laughs> becoming non-obstructive to completely non-distorted reception transmission of intelligent energy, which is um, basically returning the uh, sevenfold octave vehicle to full um, full fusion with the the uh, octave itself, which is the logos. So returning to higher self then returning to the logos returning to Atman, then returning Atman to Paramatman, Atman, sub-sub-logos, higher self, becomes, or becomes at one, makes at one meant with the Logos, which is a sub-logos, the solar. And uh, so, that's the great work, Magnum Opus. 7524, Don says, the answer to this question probably already, probably has to do with our distorted view of time, but I see wanderers in this density who have come from fifth or sixth density, seems to me, should already be of a relatively high degree of adeptness, who must follow a slightly or somewhat different path back to the adeptness that they once they once previously had in a higher density, and get as close to it as they can in third density. Is this correct? Um, seems, you know, relatively correct, but it's very nuance, Ross said, your query is less than perfectly focused. We shall address this subject in general. And if he questioned further, they'd address it in specific. Uh, Wanderers and uh, the work, their work, our work in 3D space-time, and um, the third stage of development being Adeptus, um, the highly polarized seeker, Ra explains, there are many wanderers whom you may call adepts, but do no conscious work in the present incarnation. It is a matter of attention. 
One may be a fine catcher of your game sphere, meaning a ball. But if the eye is not turned as this sphere is tossed, then perchance it will pass the entity by. If it turned its eyes upon the sphere, catching would be easy. In the case of wanderers, which seek to recapitulate the degree of adeptness which each had acquired previous to this life experience, we may note that even after the forgetting process has been penetrated, there is still the yellow ray activated body, which does not respond, as does the adept, which is of a green or blue activated body. Green or blue ray activated body. Thusly, you may see the inevitability of frustrations and confusion. Due to the inherent difficulties of manipulating the finer forces of consciousness through the chemical apparatus of the yellow ray activated body. And um, <clears throat> this is a very interesting <clears throat> commentary. Uh, there are many wanderers who have done significant clearance of lower triad blockage, first, second, third, and are pretty well seated in love wisdom. They really. They're not totally harmless, perhaps, but wanderers who are basically good and um, would they they enjoy virtue <laughs> and, and ethics or, or virtue and morality. They enjoy being helpful. They, we, we like to help. And we do seek truth. Uh, how much depends on um, you know one's one's will to know and and pass through the pain of certain knowing, which is painful that people avoid. but there are many wanderers who uh, could well be considered in the in the status of an adept, at the status level of an adept, but they're doing no conscious work in the present incarnation. They're not doing formal magical practice, white magic. They're not doing uh, formal meditation practice, spiritual practices, uh, and they're not thinking this way. They may not even know... Um, you know, anything about metaphysics, but they could be called adepts. That can be. But their attention is not uh, focused on the inner or the cultivation of energy consciousness. They're not, cult they're not focused on spiritual transformation. They may be very more focused on realms of mind-body, space-time, meaning helping others or being involved in the world in a positive way. So, a person could be a fine uh, baseball catcher, but if they're not looking, they'll miss it. Uh, if they wanted to develop this skill, it would be easy. And so, like uh, a baseball, like like a natural-born catcher, or a natural, you know, infielder or outfielder in the baseball game, there certain many many people would be a natural. Uh, fine infielder and outfielder in baseball, but they never learned baseball. <laughs> and so those that are the greatest infielders and outfielders, catching the ball spheres, are, are those who both had that natural uh, aptitude and then developed it by practice and training. So without practice and training, one won't develop certain inbuilt or... Um, carried through aptitudes and skills and abilities, uh, such as being adepts for wanderers. So there are wanderers who have the work, uh, the inner work of mind-body-spirit done, more or less, 
but they're not looking inward to the work of the adept and and um, working on uh, the inner uh, of spiritual transformation or coordination of spirit with mind body. So they, in terms then, so so there are wanderers who have the requisite development, but simply are not paying attention to the inner and therefore don't develop further the work of being. Then there are the wanderers who um, consciously seek adeptus, but um, knowing that they had it before, or sensing that, or sensing that um, it's known, or it's right that I have these uh, developments, that I, I achieve this development. Because an adept doesn't only mean magical power, you know. There are adepts that have that don't do city, that they don't do magical display, and can't. But um, they are knowers. <laughs> they are Gnostics. They are pneumatikoi. They are in the pneumatikoi, Sangha. But they don't do uh, city, because who cares? Lao Tzu Zhang they don't care. Lao Tzu Zhang they don't care. <laughs> they are Namatikoi, they are Gnostics, and they don't really care about uh, Qigong energy uh, transmission from their hands. But then, in the case of some wanderers who would like to develop adopt uh, city and being, not only power, but also enhanced being, then they find, oh, wow, hmm, my uh, physical body doesn't do what I wanted to do or doesn't seem to have um, power that uh, I sense it ought to or I feel like it should be natural for me to have. I can't. So even after forgetting, which is not such a big deal, uh, they still have yellow reactivated body and... Uh, it doesn't respond um, as body complex did in fourth and fifth density or six, obviously, and so that's a big problem for a lot of wanderers, uh, and that's, that's why a lot of wanderers have issues with body, uh, eating, or sleeping, or substance, or sex, um, and then relationship, and then you know family and all sorts of things, gender even sometimes, uh, because. Um, this body is not the kind of body I'm used to. This body doesn't do what I uh, expect body should be able to do, or um, be as it, as I sense it ought to be. This kind of thing. So this is the inevitability leads to inevitable frustrations and confusions. But you see, all that that can be taken away. Confusion can be um, dissolved by knowledge and understanding. And frustration can be likewise uh, ended by um, acceptance based in understanding of the limitations of the, th of the incarnation we chose for ourselves by choosing this body which has certain parameters. And, and what the limitation is, one way of talking about it, is manipulating or the movement of finer forces of consciousness through the chemical apparatus of the body, you see, again, the, you know, I could spend just an a half an hour on this answer, but I won't. You can talk about prana, right? the uh, energy or pneuma or spirit, intelligent energy that circulates through the seven energy fields in differentiated form, or the seven bodies or the seven chakras and the kundalini, which is prana. 
this is called energy, right? Normally. But actually, that energy is sentient. And that's why Ra calls it the finer forces of consciousness. So prana is conscious, and consciousness is pranic. So mind and sentience is the result of energy field. It's energetic. And energy itself, being vibratory, is sentient, therefore conscious. Uh, the question is, uh, how conscious? <laughs> and how distorted versus non-distorted? So manipulating finer forces of consciousness is another way of saying that uh, control or direction, free direction of prana or intelligent energy or chi or ki or uh, spirit, holy ghost, it's the same, it's numa. Numa is prana. Uh, manipulating that is manipulating consciousness. <laughs> it's sentient, you know, divine energy. Sentient, pranic, numa. Same. All, all, uh, you know, so consciousness and energy is one. The manifestation of, um, of energy is consciousness. And, um, the basis of consciousness is our energy fields or vibration. But that's very difficult for wanderers to do here because not many wanderers really want to take on the hard, the very hard training discipline needed to um, fully master manipulation or control or direction of the finer forces of consciousness or prana numa um, in this body. 7525, Don pulled out of that whole thing <laughs> and said, you probably can't answer this, but are there suggestions you could give with respect to the instruments Carla's coming hospital experience that could be a benefit for her? Ross said, we may make one suggestion and leave the remainder with the creator. It is well for each to realize its self as the creator. Thusly, each may support each, including the support of self by humble love of self as creator. And this is, you know, this is ontology. <laughs> this is reality. All is one. All is God. That means self is a manifestation of creator. Realize itself as the creator. Self is the creator. But this self is far more than your mind and your personality and body uh, and, and personal um, calculating, your personal... Um, conceiving is a very p tiny, tiny portion of true self. But true self is one with all. All is one means the self and creator are one. Self and God. But that's not a... That, that has no... <laughs> that has nothing to do with the very true, very, very uh, impactful reality of countless distortions in mind and body and limitations of our awareness and our and our manifestation. So, this is the counsel to low self-esteem. This is the union of uh, the, the perfection of the 6-2 chakra band. 6-ray, 2nd-ray, indigo, orange, self is complete and whole and perfect, in 6-ray known, knowing, uh, or applying that knowing of self as one, uh, the unified self to the second ray, the personal feeling-based sense of self. So, look in the mirror, see the Creator. Look around you, see the Creator. 
it's not a call to narcissism because all is of supreme value not just you <laughs> but all no there's no greater you know you are god well so is everything else yeah the cup the cupcake is god and uh, the slip of uh, paper on the dirt is god or a manifestation of that one nature so you know we can get beyond low cell value and we can get beyond grandiosity but uh, discover true nature where all is the creator uh, including you but that you is a whole lot greater than you think or conceive you to be and so that's what Ra's basic um, counsel here is in terms of Carla going to the hospital uh, don't forget you are the creator and that's um, that's very that's very deep <laughs> and it bears reflection um, each may support each including the support of self by love of self as creator so knowing yourself as the one as all else is too is also a manifestation of love because it's a, a profound acceptance of of the the reality that God is one the creator is one all is all is an expression of one source 7526 Don goes on you spoke in a previous session about certain Hebrew and Sanskrit sound vibratory complexes being powerful because they were mathematically related to that which was the creation could you expand on this understanding please as to how this or how these are linked Hebrew and, and Sanskrit um, syllables basically or, or seed syllables vibratory complexes being powerful and mathematically related to logoic structuring of light basically Ra said as we previously stated the linkage is mathematical or that of the ratio you may consider it musical there are those whose mind complex activities would attempt to resolve this mathematical ratio but at present the coloration of the intoned vowel is part of the vibration which cannot be accurately measured however it is equivalent to types of rotation of your primary material particles so <laughs> what is the relationship between certain seed syllables of, Han of Hebrew and Sanskrit being of universal metaphysical power or octavic of the octave logoic power it's related to a vibratory ratio mathematics the mathematics of vibratory ratio uh, which could be associated with sound or music meaning tone tonal mathematics mathematics of tone and ratio between tones and vibratory rates I'm not a I'm not a specialist in this and Ra even said you know there are some people <laughs> who would like to resolve this or try to uh, you know take Sanskrit and Hebrew seed syllables and um, analyze vibratory ratios however that might be done and Ra saying but but at present you can't measure that what we're talking about fully because of what they're saying the coloration of intoned vowel vowel being part of the vibration I don't know what that really means but we're talking about vowel, vowels um, and we're talking about the spectrum the vibratory spectrum 
frequency, vibratory frequency spectrum of vowels of Hebrew and Sanskrit of some, which can't be measured fully because it's part of the vibration or it can't be teased out in some way. Whatever that means, I don't really know. But you can't measure it, but you can try if you like. And this is associated with rotation of the photon. So this is... uh, for specialists, but uh, Ra's basically saying even the specialists won't be able to get it uh, because of the limitations of the ear and perhaps human instrumentation at this present time. So, and also the fact that the, the, the vowel, you know, if you if you try to record some ninety-year-old Vedic priest intoning uh, Sanskrit seed syllables and then try to break down uh, the spectrum, you know spectrum analyze, spectrum analysis of the vibratory frequencies or something within their intoning of certain key Sanskrit, Sanskritic vowels, uh, you may not even, uh, their enunciation of the vowel may not be actually uh, correct or, or uh, complete because of this um, blur or blend coloration uh, of the intoned vowel being part of the vibration uh, as a whole of their intonation of the seed syllable. So specialists can look into that further. 7527. Now, in if these sounds are precisely vibrated, then what effect or use would they have with respect to the purposes of the adept? Ross said, you may consider the concept of sympathetic resonance when certain sounds are correctly vibrated the creation sings. And Ra explains that more where Don 7528 asks, would these sounds, which are basically intoned vowels or Hebrew Sanskritic root syllables, would these sounds be of a musical nature in that there would be a musical arrangement of many different sound vibrations? Or would this apply to just one single note? Or which would it apply more to? And that's, uh, you know, like a Sanskrit mantra versus a Sanskrit syllable. Prayer or string of uh, sound uh, of syllables versus one vowel. Ross said, this query is not easily answered. In some cases, only the intoned vowel has effect. In other cases, most notably Sanskrit combinations. The selection of harmonic intervals is also of resonant nature. And that's very super, super esoteric. Uh, So we're talking about sympathetic resonance, the uh, vibratory resonance or the resonance of vibration between the intoned vowel or combination of vowels and space between sound, right? The harmonic intervals, meaning um, the time (laughs) and... um, what the um, the rate you know the the combination of intervals between notes or vowels so you've got notes or vowels in vowels intoned equals notes and then you've got space between the intoned vowels called intervals and then there's the harmonic harmonics of a series of intervals between intoned vowels or notes okay so you've got one or many, when there are many, 
you've got um, harmonics between uh, harmonics of the intervals between the intonation of the vowels. And that's all associated with sympathetic resonance with higher dimensional vibratory fields, uh, both the intoned vowel or note and the harmonics of the resonant uh, of the interval between the, those intonations or notes, both achieving some resonance with, with higher dimensional energy fields. Higher dimension may be astral plane and may be higher dimensions. The creation sings is just a nice way of putting it. So you're basically vibrating higher dimensional astral time space and up energy fields that may um, bring entities to do your bidding, in fact. You know, genie in the bottle, Aladdin and, and the bottle and the genie and the, the what is it, uh, magic something or other. But some there are entities who may respond and then there are also other power powers that may be manifest. This is a mantric magic. Mantrayanis know this stuff. And so there are intoned vowels that do so. There are intoned vowels with particular resonance uh, of their harm of the intervals between the vowels that does the work. Resonant harmonic intervals and resonant intoned vowels or notes in the seed syllables of Hebrew and Sanskrit vibrating higher dimensional or time-space fields. Okay, that's white magic. 7529. Then would the adept use, really could an adept use, yeah, not every one would, then would the adept use this resonant quality to become more one with the creation and therefore attain his objective in that way? Ra explains, it would be perhaps, it would perhaps be more accurate to state that in this circumstance, the creation becomes more and more contained within the practitioner. The balance of your query is correct. And of course, Don asking, could you tell me the musical name of the notes to be intoned that are of this quality? We may not. Of course, obviously, <laughs> Don said, I didn't think that you could, but I thought it wouldn't hurt to ask. So one may surely use the resonant quality of such notes or tone vowels or notes and harmonic intervals to become more one, more at one with creation. But they're normally, Mantrayani, Mantrayanis normally do, they, they want some magical uh, demonstration. It's normally... <laughs> This stuff is normally uh, pulls you right off the positive path and guys swing very hard left when you get involved with this stuff. Normally, um, only very, very purified heart, saintly, angelic, yes, uh, very saintly and angelic uh, wanderers or adepts, either, and um, sages, sotapanna and above, absolutely, would be uh, safely qualified or safe, sofrosune, safe mind or temperate, as uh, Heraclitus would say, temperate enough, purified of intention in heart, mind enough to use um, high white magical mantra, uh, to use mantra for high white magic. Normally, uh, guys go hard to the left hand path when you play with this. Uh, but it's so it's not really that that people are 
using these to become more one with creation uh, but uh, for particular white or black magical manifestation or work but in terms of the the uh, process which is so spiritual evolution soul evolution in cosmic plan of becoming more one with creation it's really more accurate Ross says to indicate that at least according to this way of using sympathetic resonance in a white magical way or as a spiritual practice on the positive path creation becomes more and more contained within the one doing so the seen is known as the seer the outer is known as the inner the inner includes the outer um, this is of course obviously the the union of subject subject object dualistic consciousness the, the resolution of illusory subjectivist subject object self and outer field based consciousness in uh, you know achieving unified self six chakra six density law of one but instead of saying i become one with the creation the creation becomes more and more internalized to the one uh, doing so and uh, realizing such and that is very much like realizing that the scene is the seer the field is the seer as much as this body that appears to see is the is the subject or agent no they didn't say the musical name of the notes um, going on 7531 Don says then I assume that these must be sought out meaning the musical name of the notes to be intoned <laughs> Don just doesn't doesn't really get how this kind of work is um, unnecessary and super advanced and um, not to be trifled with and very unnecessary um, for wanderers and very unnecessary for anyone who wants moksha mukti complete and perfect enlightenment union with higher self freedom from dukkha and uh, you know illusory uh, samsaric pain you don't need to do these things you know performance of white magic is not necessary for liberation anyway he said I assume these must be sought out and determined by empirical observation of their effect by the seeker is this correct Ra very carefully says this is partially correct as your seeking continues there will be added to empirical data that acuity of sensibility which contained which continued working in the ways of the adept offers so as seeking continues this is for all of us whether we're seeking um, white magical skill or not there is added to empirical data meaning trial and error meaning the empirical data or phenomenal uh, effects of attempting this and that whether it's a spiritual practice or a way of living or decision uh, you know choices at particular decision points along the life there's the empirical data of the consequences there's the empirical data of what happens after I do certain spiritual practices uh, and I can get a sense of is this helpful or not or how helpful is it or when might it be good to do this and when is it not 
or were these good decisions or what were the consequences and what do I now want um, now that I've changed after the receiving or analysis of empirical data or how life has turned out or how I've developed further is this acuity of sensibility that's actually buddhi or discriminative uh, awareness or wisdom discriminative awareness or wisdom vajra quality in the five buddha families Trungpa Rinpoche talked about that and the five buddha buddha rooms uh, at naropa was a great practice buddhi is visuddhi fifth chakra discriminative awareness is a very high level of uh, you know or one fruit of prajna or panna buddhism wisdom uh it's not just knowing stuff it's actually having a taste for truth knowing the the sound of truth the resonant the the the, the particular resonance of that which is true distinguished from um a different tonal quality to that which is false and the the resonance of deep truth versus shallow truth versus partial truth versus deception the liar is known by the resonance of the um, of their statements the the mind may be known by uh, the resonance of uh, its expression and one may develop acuity of sensibility to see invisible not by the eyes but by the tone this is gnosis or uh, the gnostic way and um everything is clear and and obvious for those with eyes to see or when we develop this acuity of sensibility um one may know all now i'm not at that level but um i know it's possible and um that acuity of sensibility buddhi b u d d h i um and uh, the vishuddhi meaning fifth chakra quality if you look up vishuddhi v i s u d d h i uh, or buddhist prajna or panna panya like shila samadhi prajna third you can get a sense of what acuity of sensibility is all about and that is offered or developed by continued working in the ways of the adept so continued meditation continued spiritual practice continued white magic without falling off onto the left-hand path or into selfishness yeah that could do it too um continued working uh, of sixth ray coordination with 1 through 5 develops acuity of sensibility very very important and that's where we're going to end for today <laughs> next time we'll pick up at 7532 and um finish the session which goes all the way to uh 7541 and I'll just leave you with that recognition of this uh, the importance of the phrase acuity of sensibility i mean raw i mean really speaks from atman i mean that 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 type of just the phrasing that's the phrase acuity of sensibility to me <laughs> is uh evidence that they know it fully or they know it very very well even though they screwed up in Egypt with the pyramids and and all sorts of things so 
that's an interesting matter too. <laughs> One may be a deep knower and be very, uh, you know, unskillful with distorted mind reception or teaching distorted minds that distort reception. And so skill in service is a very particular talent that not all uh, adepts, most adepts, many adepts don't know. <laughs> the skill of acuity, of sensibility in offering love light to those very highly distorted. The, the upaya, skillful means of uh, love light service to those of high distortion very very great ability that we're all learning i think but this acuity of sensibility is key and it's very uh, much of fifth chakra wisdom blue and i commend you to reflect it and consider it so next time we'll pick up at 30 uh, 75 32 very deep session this is Thank you for being here. I hope this has been helpful. Please take good care of yourselves always, and good night.